Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name my is... Name. Does my hair look okay? It's my name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. So, we have a full team tonight uh, on the roundup, and I apologize for being nasally, but some sort of congestion whatnot is making its way around the... Kroger household, um, and I blame it on the savages as always. Um, but you know, we I, I typically figure out like where Cody is in the world. You know, a lot of people are like, Where's Waldo in terms of where's Robbie? Uh, typically, but you know, Cody's on this like journey across the United States because he has family spread out everywhere. Um, and we normally look at the background of where he's at, he's normally lying on a bed. Um, it's not the same background as Kansas, because that was last week, and definitely not Kansas anymore. And that's definitely not your bed in Colorado. Well, well, it could be, but it doesn't look like it. So I'm going with you're in Texas right now. No, I, I am in Colorado, but my wife at 7.15 this morning leaned over to me and said, I want to go to Buena Vista. So, um, oh. I know none of you really, Robbie's met her a couple times and talked to her. None of you really know my wife, but 
that means we're going to Buena Vista when she says, I want to go to Buena Vista. And there's not going to be a lot of discussion about it. So I am in the Slackwater Motel. That's the actual name of it. Not a joke. Whoa. The Slackwater Motel in... Uh, not hotel. Oh, no. Not hotel. This motel. This is an eight-room motel. It's, it's nice. There's okay. zero, zero uh, complaints. It's nice. Um, they allow our... Do you think they could become a, a podcast sponsor? I, I, maybe. Maybe so. I'll, I'll check. I'll talk to them. They have a uh, shed outside that is the office. Um, and I'm not I'm nice. really not poking fun. They're very gracious. They have a little dog area behind it because when you decide in the morning that you're leaving for 24 or 48 hours, dogs become an issue on what are you going to do with them. And uh, my wife, I really like her spontaneous. Like she makes me be spontaneous. I'm not a spontaneous person um, in the sense that if I don't have it planned out where I'm comfortable with it, I'm probably just not going to do it. It's kind of how I, um, but. Um, what is in Buena Vista, really cool Colorado? Town. Like I love mountain towns, like where you just mash hippies, yuppies, extreme rednecks, mountain men. And they're like, everything just mashed together um and buena vista is um a pretty classic one in the sense of it's not uh what i would call over california but still has great restaurants and art studios and cool little shopping places did you did you get told that you're going to buena vista because you're savage no, no. right now we got the as well as the, the savages dogs. are with you. Oh yeah, well, nice. I don't know what "nice" means in South Africa, but that's uh, subjective. <laughs> um, no, it's it's fun. We she. Uh... Where's everyone right now? If you're the in a small in motel the, uh, bed in Buena Vista, and you're, which by the way, the Slackwater Inn provides you with dog blankets to lay across your bed to make their cleaning. Ooh, nice. Um, and Avery took uh, the 11 and 16 year old to go explore a little bit more, because it's it's a this is a one room jobber. Like we're all six when you include the dogs, in about uh, 10 by 12 space here. Yeah. Nice. And how long are you there for? Um, hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> kind of whenever. She decides that we're done with Buena Vista. But it's a great town, great place. Um, Two-hour drive from the house, so not like some big crazy deal. But uh, I had to help my neighbor change a couple of batteries in his truck today, so we got a late start. But, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm in Buena Vista, and it's been planned now for about uh, 11 hours, and we've already had two meals here. Nice, nice. G, are you a spontaneous person, or is uh, Wooten more spontaneous than you? What What's the deal? Yeah, you are completely unmuted. Can you hear me now? Oh yes, we can. Welcome, G. I'm having technical issues. <laughs> um, I'm not very spontaneous. I'm a planner. Like I have to have everything planned out and planned out. 
And Ty is just on a whim. He's like, I don't care, whatever, we'll just go do. And I cannot do that. I have to have everything like planned out way in advance. Hmm. Hmm. For those of you that... Uh... But I feel like that's kind of a woman thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Simmer down. I like to, I like to have things <laughs> planned out as well. I, I'll tell you what my fault is. Is if I don't think... If I don't have it mapped out in my mind, sometimes I won't do the work of mapping it out. I just won't do the thing. You know, like I'll sit at the house. And I love that Avery pulls me out of that... I just have to learn to not have the initial reaction when uh, when I first hear her plans. Well, and that was also, you know, Grace and not dissing on Avery. Avery, if you're listening to this roundup, um, do not like have this new, you know, misperception of who Grayson is. She wasn't saying anything bad about you, Avery. We promise. Grayson, does anyone other than Robbie call you G? Yeah, that was my nickname when I played softball. So that Okay. Alright. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't just wanted to make sure he wasn't making that weird assumption that he can just give names listen, out randomly. Listen. I knew it was G because on her Instagram all she has is in her bio G. Now her bio is even cooler because it says G. You'll like this text uh you'll like this, Cody. It says Texas times blood nice. origins yes. that is very cool i do like that perfect also we've talked about this on staff meetings but your husband has like and i know i don't know anything about him okay and so i'm not making any judgments i just want to make that clear that's the most cowboy name in the world right like if he doesn't rodeo he could convince people that he did right ty wooten is like Holy, I mean, that's a bull rider's name. His parents were, wanted him to be a bull rider, whether he pulled it off or not. Ty Wooten. Oh, my gosh. That's I love that name. <laughs> I just want to say it. Or a Texas high school quarterback, right? Some Friday night. Heck, Ty yes. Wooten. Heck, yes. I just want to name a dog. Yeah. Oh. Except he's a baseball Man. player. Man, baseball players. Did he did he wear his bill of his hat completely flat like this in high school? Oh, thank God. I still like him. That's the thing baseball players do that aggravates me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Grayson Wooten, otherwise named G, welcome to your f- Is this your first podcast ever? It is. Okay, we're going to... Besides, gonna... like, a class. Okay. We're going to make you talk a lot <laughs> then. Sorry about making dragging you into this. And then Aaron Merrill, welcome back to the Blood Origins podcast. Thank you. Um, for everyone's uh, interest, uh, this is a Blood Origins heavy uh, staff compliment in that uh, a lot of people don't know that we've grown the team substantially as we get bigger and bigger. We have various people that interact with us and help us do the work that we do. Aaron keeps essentially me straight is probably like that's probably what you should write as your bio <laughs> slash like signature keeping robbie robbie straight. wrangler <clears throat> robbie wrangler um i like that a lot i think we should just like do something i'll like change that. it in my bio yeah cody needs to be just like knock robbie on the head like as his job kind of scenario that's what 
Cody's job is. Grayson, um, what, what's your job? Um, <laughs> I feel like I do a lot of different things, but mostly just helping out social media. If you, and keeping you straight a little bit in that account. <laughs> well, hopefully in 2023, you're going to do a lot better job of keeping me straight. Um, you've been a little timid in trying to keep me straight. I've been telling you, listen, you need to. But I think 2023, you'll blossom. But if you've noticed a change in Blood Origins and its Insta story and how clean it looks and um, all of that, that's all thanks to Grayson. Um, and we're happy to have her on the team. And um, we're going to throw it to the Wolves at the Houston Safari Club. You're going to go and, and throw the Blood Origins name around a little bit and uh, see if uh, you can wrangle some people to support us. Yep, I'm excited. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Cody, um, we have a little text message um, to sort oh, yeah. out, yeah, as I do. understand. Yeah, we do, and I... Uh... I don't know. I'm like, I'm not really a tentative guy in any way. Um, so we'll just charge into it and I'll assume that this person is having a little bit of fun. And if they're not, you know, it's not that I, not that I, uh, don't, don't care, but you know, get over it. I was joking. All right. Set up the set. You have to give context for the text message you received. Um, we got a message from a person and the, the, the original message was awesome. It was, I've been listening to podcasts since they were first a thing. And this is the only one I have ever donated to. That was the premise of the first message. Very cool. Person's name was Shay. S S H Y. Okay. Stop there. Stop there. S H A Y. S H A Y. G S H A Y G Shay male or female. I would think female, but I'm just going to say male or um, Ooh. just because you're asking. Erin. I would think female, if it, assuming it's coming from the U.S. I, I, I assume female, too. I don't think that I even made an assumption in the podcast where we discussed this. I have to go back and listen, but I believe that I just commented that I didn't know for sure. And the reason that it was even worth a comment was if it was a female, this might say something about our content. I don't know. It would be our first female texture that I'm aware of. We, we have some anonymous, but that I'm aware of, it would be our first female texture. Um, I think that's all I said. Well, so Shay text us. Mm -hmm. And you just, and yeah, you just repeat I, I, I just don't know. We're going to start this off right. And ladies, excuse the French. I'm reading a text. Okay. Um, but the text that we received uh, on Christmas Eve from Shay starts off with, fuck you, Cody, period. <laughs> and Shay, I hope you're kidding. Again, if you're not, I'm not going to lose a whole lot of sleep about it because I, I, don't, I, I don't think that I did anything disrespectful. Um, but it says, fuck you, Cody, period, Robbie, hope you have a great holiday. Yes, I and like it that goes a lot. On, it, it goes on to put a really good text, which does make me think that hopefully there's some humor in this, um, because he continues to text us. He doesn't cut us short after the uh, after he f bombs me. But uh, either way, or he or she, he slash she. Um. Anyway, 
um, he talks a little bit about high fence operations and how the disease, um, you know, it, I, I think maybe uh, not pointing a finger at it, but he's maybe saying we haven't talked much about the disease effects um, and things that uh, can. I don't know, Robbie, is there science? Is, is it true that disease has come out of high fence operations into the wild populations? Well, it's just, it's a matter of how you define high fence. So in the, in the grand scheme of us and the way that we talk about high fence, we're talking about big Texas properties that aren't sort of breeding deer and selling deer hunts. These are mainly private ranches that have, you know, their whitetail population. They have a couple of exotics, whatnot. What I think that Shea is referring to is there is some science, especially in Wisconsin, where Doug Duran comes from, because he sent me a couple of images of where these high um, high fence breeding facilities and how they are correlated to CWD outbreaks in whitetail deer. Correct me if I'm wrong. The places where that's happened, I would call those like whitetail farms as opposed to, you know, high, like, is that, is that fair that they're more of, they're more raising what he goes on to say, you know, they transport deer back and forth to get better antler genetics and bring new diseases along. Um, which I know that's true. I'm not contradicting what Shay says. Um, is, is there, is it a worthwhile distinction or is it just semantics that those are whitetail, those are breeding facilities no, it's a worthwhile distinction. It's a worthwhile distinction. Breeding facilities. As opposed to, you know, what we commonly refer to as large hunting operations who happen to have a high fence. Correct. Yeah, no, there's, it's, there's certainly a distinction. And let me uh, reiterate what I said, that there's some, some evidence. There is no correlation. There is no like distinct, like because of this, this is what's happening with CWD. It's just a correlation. Then there's no real statistics behind the correlation. Let's, let's, we're going to spend, we're going to stick with shade for just a couple more minutes. Cause it's a great text and he covers, including the F bomb to me. He, he they she. cover six different points. Um, he then goes on to say, I thought headshots on deer with archery equipment. Yeah, what the hell's going on this year with that? He put our mistake as in deer move their head a lot and shit happens. Um, I, I think that's very true. Um, I've taken the, the, I don't, um, uh, I've never taken a headshot on a deer with a bow. I have shot a deer in the head with a rifle. Um, and again, I have no defense of it. It was what I felt was right and necessary and I knew I could make the shot. Um, but yeah, shooting a deer, t- taking a headshot on a deer with your bow, not only is the head move around a lot, the skull is pretty thick and you run the risk of just having an antler stuck out of that deer's head for the rest of its life. And, um, I'm not a big fan of it, but you know, I don't know. Um, then he goes on to talk about the father Gadbury episode and says, I take oh, issue yeah with his assertion that you must turn to the spiritual for the wise in life. I'm a giant fan of that statement, Shay. No matter what gender you are, that is a great statement. And it's the word must that drives me, you know, there are some 
things that my why is not spiritual at all. There's also some things that my why is very spiritual. It's the word must, right? That is kind of uh, a rub, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, then he goes on. We did have a foul up. He goes on to point out we had an episode that got uh, that got uh, the wrong audio got uploaded. It's now fixed. Thanks, Shay, for pointing that out, along with several other folks who let us know. Um, and then he comments on how great and says thank you for the Michael Hunter episode and covering firearms rights and privileges. And I, I, I again mm, kept saying mm. he. Shay, I love you. Whatever you are. We're actually um, – the, there's going to be a cool follow-up to the Michael Hunter podcast in that um, a chief of staff of one of the conservative MPs – in British Columbia reached out to me and said, Hey, just want to let you know that this MP listens to all your stuff. Awesome. So number one, I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> holy smokes. I can't believe it. And then number two, I was like, well, will it be interesting coming on our podcast? And, um, I actually, I actually asked whether he and someone from across the aisle, which is with the, I think the NDP party, would come on together mm -hmm. and be sort of this united front. And he's like, nah, I'd rather just be by myself on the podcast. I said, no, no problems. Happy to have you. And uh, we're going to do that in the new year. Awesome. And so we'll release that podcast when they come back into session in Canada. Very cool. So pretty big. You never know who's listening out there. want to cover a, a couple other texts real quick. Um, Todd from South Dakota, one of our most loyal texters, sent some questions. Um, we, we did that episode last week where you and I just answered listener questions. To be fair, Todd's questions came in one day late, so let's touch on them real quick. Um, his first question is, why did Robbie yeah. move to Tennessee? Ooh, good question. I moved to Tennessee because my wife is from Memphis and her family lives in Memphis. and. Given that we are transitioning to Blood Origins in a full-time capacity, um, my wife needed support. And um, I also wanted my boys to be raised around grandparents. You know, I've got the opportunity for them to be raised 15 minutes away from grandparents. Why not? You know, I didn't get raised around a lot of family at all. If I have the opportunity for my kids to be raised around family, I'm going to do it. And um, she's also had a, a bit of health issues and all her doctors are up here. So just a win-win-win across the board from a move perspective for us. So, yeah, thanks for the question, Todd. Todd's second question was he was listening to the WCB, the Working Class Bowhunter podcast, and they had Stuart Pringle from Pringle Safaris talking about how the concessions help the community. Todd goes on to say this is stuff I already knew from listening to Blood Origins. He then poses this question. Should Blood Origins be trying to reach the regular blue-collar people more? Many people hunt, but don't know all the benefits it has here in the United States, let alone worldwide. Um, I'll touch on it real quick. That that's absolutely a consistent. Uh, I got to get really careful not to get into a to a stereotyping kind of stuff here. But we do. I think it's safe to say that we struggle a little bit reaching what Todd calls here kind of the blue collar hunting crowd. Um, 
I mean, I think there's a million different reasons for that. Some of it is they're inundated with hunting media. Um, some of it is they just have less time, in my opinion, to to consume um, multiple facets of media. But it's a great point, Todd, and it's a thing we talk about a lot in our in our marketing and communications plans. Is uh, you know we kind of call them that. Uh, w- 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 we kind of refer to them as that that uh, Midwest and Southern deer hunt, whitetail hunting crowd. Um, how do we how do we reach them more, and how do we create a message that's uh, that's interesting to them, and and well, while still serving our mission? So it's a great point, Todd. We've thought about it a lot, um, and uh, you know, if you're listening to this, share it with someone that you think might benefit. It's really our best possible chance of breaking into those demographics that we're not uh, as listened to or exposed to. Gee, what do you think? Is that a demographic we should go after? Oof, I don't know. <laughs> this is an audio medium, Grayson. Like, we need you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well, let me give you an example. um, Do a lot of your friends know what you do, Grayson, or understand what you do? A lot of my friends know what I do. Most of them understand it because most of my friends hunt and understand the hunting world. So, no, it's a it's a valid point, and I and I've got a a like cutting edge, breaking news example. So I just posted a reel. If you go back in our reels to last Wednesday, you'll see I posted a reel about Hachiwe. Hachiwe is the head game scout in this place in Zimbabwe that we visited. And he was preparing his meal for that night, which was a meal of elephant ribs. And these elephant ribs had been drying for six weeks. And I just posted about it to say the most common question we often get asked is, do people eat elephant? And here's the example of Hachiwe proudly showing me the ribs and him saying, and me asking, is this the best meat you eat that you can eat? He's like, this is number one. It is number one meat. And so we have a guy, high country dweller is his Instagram handle. He, his bio says, high desert dweller, bow hunter, uh, eat what you kill. So he's a hunter. He's killed an elk. He's killed a pronghorn. He's a hunter. And his his comment is, just because it's edible doesn't mean you should kill it. Which, number one, goes against his bio. There's plenty of less intelligent life in Africa to harvest. We all know elephant hunting is for trophy hunters with tiny wee-wees. Huh. And so my response to him was, I get... I, I, I messed up my response. I get those comments. But unfortunately, it comes from a place of miseducation. This elephant was an elephant killed as a problem elephant and all the meat utilized by the community. This is the first meat this community ever received. Elephants cannot be seen through a Disney lens. It has to be looked at through a lens of a protein source. If that doesn't help, there are over 90,000 elephants in Zimbabwe right now. That's way over biological capacity of habitats they are in. Hunting is not a population control mechanism, but rather a means to provide dollars and protein to communities interacting with them. Lastly, this is a legal 
sustainable hunt. Why would another hunter be against it? Question mark. Especially given the good that it does for people. He did not choose to respond to my response. So you didn't deal with the tiny wee wees at all. <laughs> I did not address the tiny wee wees. Especially since I know a lot of women that have killed a bunch of elephants yep. too. That does complicate the discussion. So. <laughs> Grayson, have you hunted elef have you hunted Africa? I have in twenty eighteen. What did you hunt in Africa? Um let's see, Kudu, Impala, Springbuck, Warthog. Um, Arone, that was like my favorite thing. And a lot of Plains game stuff. Okay. Um, did you leave it in the field, chop its head off, and just leave the rest in the field? No, of course not. <laughs> what, what happened? Um, well, the PH radioed all of their like staff and they came picked it up and then they skinned it and um kept all the meat and that's what they used to feed all the staff on the property and then they also used it to cook for when people come and hunt at that place so you got to taste all of the meat all the different animals yes what was your most favorite animal to eat they made like kudu meatballs i think and they are fantastic. <laughs> Cody, didn't you have, in when you went to South Africa, didn't old Chef Pascal make you like buffalo, uh, um, I don't want to say sashimi, but essentially yeah, buffalo sashimi, right? Capaccio. Capaccio. Or tartar. Yeah, that was Capaccio, an that's cool right. experience Capaccio. because the staff did their thing and then Chef Pascal literally took what we had shot in the morning and made the appetizers for the night. Um, and, uh, I mean, the man is a two-star Michelin chef that owned a, used to own a restaurant in London and Paris. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, the buffalo, everyone that was with us on, uh, it was Daryl's buffalo, um, and everyone was like, this is where Pascal fails, right? Like, they were all like, you you just can't mm -hmm. do it. It can't be done. And uh some fairly uh set in their ways and opinionated PHs had to admit that they were wrong when they when, when Pascal got done with the with the Buffalo. No. Yeah, it was a really cool experience. And and to the to the matter of it being wasted, especially from an if it's if it's an American hunter, we as American hunters even those of who I, it, it's very important to me to utilize the animal, but we waste a whole bunch of the animal compared to what Africa does. They use things that we just aren't using, right? I mean, and across the board. And uh, mm -hmm. no, that's a that's a it's a completely false argument, and and it's it's almost an ignorant argument to watch see a picture of something that was post poached, excuse me, poached. And then where very often just the trophies is cut off 
and left out and compare it to something that was legally hunted. Yep, completely agree. Completely agree. Erin, you've never been to Africa? Nope. Not yet. One day. One day. Exactly. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, stick with us. I'm sure we'll figure out a way Perfect. to send you to Africa. Sounds good. I just follow Chef Pascal on Instagram and just salivate as I'm looking at all the meals he's preparing. He's a crazy Holy dude. Macro is a lot of energy. I mean, like. <laughs> and it, it just one of the nicest people that you ever met, and obviously, a, someone who is at a, at the highest level of their profession, but Pinnacle. still loves to Pinnacle. share, which was really cool. Like just mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. that wanted to come in the kitchen. First of all, go to the skinning shed, watch how he butchers. Go to the kitchen, watch his prep, um, and then he took a whole entire day off of his hunting. Um, to put on a, a cooking class, which I really think that my wife and, and Kirsten and, and uh, that I really think it was more of a how to drink wine class is what happened by the end of the day. I'm not sure how much cooking they learned. It's, it's how do you, which wines do you pair with which meals and which courses? It's not a wine tasting. It's how do you pair them correctly? I don't think so. I think it was how much wine can we drink while Chef Pascal cooks food <laughs> for us and we eat it. I think is what that came out to be. Little little known fact: we took two, three uh, wine knowledgeable people and two legitimate wine snobs, my wife included, to uh, um. Apparently, I don't drink wine like Boone's Farm wine. Some people might not even know it. That's my favorite wine. The blue, the blue Boone's Farm wine's incredible. It tastes like, wait, but I don't really oh drink God. wine. No wonder we didn't get a freaking <laughs> sponsorship <laughs> from Peachtree Distillery. South Disturbing. Africa has some has some fabulous wines as well. Yep, hundred percent. Any more text messages that we need to tackle? Um, there's one from Tim from Saskatchewan, um, who apparently Tim sits down with a snack and some good hydration when he goes to start typing because it's in it for a, it's a backcountry hunt type of dedication. This, this text message is easily 2000 characters. Um, and he goes very deep mm. into, which I really appreciate Tim because I, I was, I was unknowledgeable about the progression of the firearms restrictions in Canada. Right. Um, I really don't know how to summarize this. And if I read it, you know, we'd lose a lot of followers. Well, we'd be late for breakfast tomorrow. Um, it's, it, I, I really do appreciate it, Tim. <laughs> and I, I want to get into that more because I even said when we talked about it last here on the, on the roundup, Robbie, that I don't, I don't, uh, I think I'm getting too much of my knowledge from my Instagram followers about the Canadian firearms laws you know and my instagram the people i follow on instagram i'm sorry um they're they're you know maybe they're as up in arms about it as you can be i don't want to say they're overly up in arms but they're pissed um so thanks for the breakdown tim great text um if you want to text us how do people text us 620-860-4804 or you can email 
info at bloodorigins.com or contact us through any of the social medias. That's right. That's right. Uh, 620-860-4804. Text us or text Cody. Please do not swear at him. Just be nice and kind. And um, let him know your name and your gender. And we won't have any issues. Not necessary to do either of those things. We have a lot of anonymous textures. Um, we actually have an anonymous... Here, get this. You want to have a little quick controversy? Uh, we're always up for controversy. We have an anonymous texture who said very gracious and kind things because they know Aaron personally, but Ooh. drastically disagree with her on an issue. Ooh. Are we talking about the the, mm-hmm. the Sunday banning of hunting mm-hmm. issue? Yes. Oh. Yes. That is. Got a fan out there, Aaron. They said, it, it, to, to be fair, 100%, they said very kind things and, and, res- and obviously have a large amount of respect just on this issue. Now we need an anonymous texter for G. Right. If you, if you disagree with anything that yeah. Grayson has said in this text message, feel free to anonymously text me at 620-860-4804. Exactly. There we go. It'll probably be there my mom. Go. Well, um, before we move into the articles, we do want to recognize um, people that uh, sort of help us and support us. We are a non-profit people. We are a charity. And... Um, we need money to keep the lights on and money to keep things rolling and all the content that you see doesn't just come from nowhere. And uh, we have some very generous uh, brands and organizations and companies that get behind us. And it's in our conservation club. If you're a company or you own a company, if it's your own, if it's an insurance company, a plumbing company, electrical company, it doesn't matter. If you're in the U.S. or anywhere in the world, uh, specifically in the U.S., you'll get a tax-deductible donation. Uh, from it, uh, but you know that you see the work every single day. You see it in front of you, and every piece of content that's going out there is changing people's perceptions around hunters and hunting. And our content is only going to get bigger and only going to get stronger. And again, go back to um, last Wednesday. I did a video announcing a very big partnership that has just come on board uh, with Bergara. We're super, super thankful for Bergara, Bergara Rifles, uh, specifically Dick R.S. Coop out of the town of Bergara in Spain. A lot of people don't realize that Bergara is named after a town in Spain called Bergara. And they are going to get behind us in a big way for conservation project delivery in 2023. And we can't wait to tell you all about those projects. And we'll probably talk about them in the roundup. Um, we have a, a safari company out of Tanzania, Adam Clement Safari, that really gets behind us. Um, they probably one of the top premier safari companies in Tanzania. And then, uh, Grayson's going to kill me because I'm going to change it up on her in that, um, I'd also like to point out a company that is run by a friend of ours, Preston Holdren, that is Garland Animal Wellness and Garland Animal Wellness Mm -hmm. creates deer feed that is, um, bio, um, I think it's done, it's got some like bionomics tied to it in terms of how it enhances deer. And he's got one of the, the top deer doctors, Harry Jacobson, 
uh, working for him in delivering a deer protein feed. So if you're in the deer protein feed uh, distribution business, i.e. you're a private landowner and you like to feed your deer, you may want to check out Garland Animal Wellness for your deer protein. Since we can all see each other, could everyone raise their hand that knows what the hell bionomics means? Yeah. I see four hands. No, you Three don't. Hands. You see your five <laughs> fingers. You you said that this deer feed has some bionomics in it, which I think, I'm telling you right now, I think it's a 60-40 shot. You made that word up on the fly. So, bionomics is clinical stage biopharmaceuticals, essentially, that, you know, you're just trying to get the best nutrition possible into a certain product. That's what it is. Uh, people may call it, let's have a look. Let's see if we can find some synonyms for bionomics. Here we go. Three synonyms for bionomics. Bioecology, um, environmental science, ecoclimate. Now that doesn't really fit with it. Um, yeah, let's just do this. Let's, let's, let's. While you're looking it up, this is my wife's water bottle that was sitting right next to me. I saw you staring at it, well, studying it. Well, that's because I took a giant swig when I got thirsty. It's not water. <laughs> is it wine? It is, and I it's still, still have a bad <laughs> taste in my mouth. So. I love a woman that walks around with wine yeah, in so a water bottle. So on the... Um, on the Garland Wellness uh, website, they do not mention bionomics. So, oh, so yep. not only did you make the word up, it doesn't have anything I didn't make, to do with listen to me. I didn't make the I didn't make the word up. The word exists and is tied to pharmaceuticals tied in with the feed, with, with some sort of product. But at Garland, we believe quality nutrition produces healthier deer. Uh, they provide a balanced nutritional formula. Um, to the products they offer from a liquid to pelleted ration. Um, and it is developed through customer feedback and ongoing scientific research. That being said, this is what I would ask of, if, if, if the folks listening to this wanted to do something for us, I personally will never ask you to buy a sponsor's stuff because I don't, I don't like that game, but go, go thank them. Go on their That's Instagram, it. drop them a message, and just say, hey, thanks for help keeping blood. Or Don't buy anything if you don't want to. If, if you want their, their good people behind a good cause, um, we speak very little about, uh, you know, we all have our own favorite products. And we want this podcast to be for everyone and every company to be involved in and every whatever kind of camo, deer feed, or rifle you shoot. It doesn't matter to us. Um, but if you have a chance, go to uh, go go to their Instagram and just tell them thanks because uh, yeah, that's the that's that's what we would ask of you. Sorry, G, for for switching it up on you last minute. He's completely okay. used to it. That's what the, that look on her face is right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, let's get into Sometimes. it. We've got two articles this week. Um, one in Vermont. They couldn't actually be further geographically apart. One in Vermont and one in Kodiak, Alaska. Um, 
Erin, you sent us the Vermont article. Why don't you give us a download yes. of, of what happens in what happened in Vermont? So in Vermont, there was a woman who was walking her dog on private property, and he got um, into a trap. And she tried to get him out of said trap, and the result was that her dog died. And so they're figuring out, you know, did the trapper have permission? My point is, did she have permission to be on the private property? Um, and it sort of just goes back to like the trap wasn't necessarily labeled, and all of that fun stress and controversy that comes with trapping um, on public land. Or even private land, because you never know who's out there. And I feel like we have a lot of stories in which people mm -hmm. are walking their dogs off leash, and the dogs get stuck in said trap, and then it's. The well, I can't remember fault. the dog's name. It was like Susie or Lucy know. or something. It was the New Mexico law. It was it was a dog that got caught in a trap that then became an act. It was like Susie's act or Lucy's act or whatnot. Do you remember Cody? No, but I know what you're talking about. Rosie's act that was then used to ban trapping in the state of New Me in the state of New Mexico. Um, right. I think so. The, the headline says Vermont woman warning others after her dog was killed in a trap, and you can find the article in the show notes. Um, so this is this is what's a little odd about it. So I'm thinking it's a foothold trap, you know, conner bear. You know, that's probably six inches, eight inches in diameter, maybe, right? I don't know the size of this woman's dog, but this trap was around its neck. Right, that's what I couldn't understand. And it was limp. She pulled her out limp. There was obviously a lack of a tag, and the size of the trap for the season could all be violations. They're just speculating here. Uh, Vermont Fish and Wildlife is not going to comment on it, obviously. Um, Wait, you don't think it was a snare? I immediately thought it was a snare. No, because the way that she said it reacted was that I was walking along, kept my eye on her, and all of a sudden I heard a yip, a yipe, and I was like, oh, geez, she got a right. porcupine, which to me sounds like it was just like a whack. Versus a, a slow yeah. pull, which is a snare, which is a snow pull, which wouldn't mm -hmm. cause a yip at all. Hmm. Yeah. That... The only thing I could possibly think of is that, the, like, the way it hit the dog, like, it didn't necessarily, like, grasp around the body, but it snapped, like, it hit it enough to either break the spine or... Must have been a tiny or, bloody you know, dog, the back man. of the neck or something. They thought they were trapping fox, right? Fox is still in season. Uh, yeah, they said that trapping is still in season till the end of the year. Right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, this is the downfall of trapping, is domestic animals being right. caught in traps. Um, and there's just nothing we can do about it. Uh, the only thing we can do about it is ensure that the process is following every legal avenue that it is, i.e. if you need to tag it, if you need to make your name, put your name on the trap, you name it, it's all by the letter of the law. This article's very... It's hard for me to uh, 
develop an opinion from the article because like Aaron said, we don't know if she had permission. We don't know that the, we don't know that the trapper right. did anything wrong. They said it was kind of late for this size of a trap. What kind of is not a great legal uh, definition of it. Um, did she have permission? If a trap's on private land, it doesn't need to be tagged. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be tagged if it's on private. Um, so it's right. a little bit gray. Right. The other thing I want to say is the article, I like that the article doesn't say Vermont woman calling for the end of trapping. Getting out a little bit yeah. of information and warning people mm -hmm. um, that whether you think trapping should happen or not, if you live in a state where it is trapping, you might make different decisions about what you do with your domestic pet during those times, during legal trapping season. Um, and, and again, whether you condone it or not, I mean, even if you think trapping should be illegal, it still makes sense to, you know, have your dog in an area that reduces the risk. I don't know that the article's vague and I like that they're just calling for more information, getting out to people. There's that's a good idea. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Great result. Right. Great result. Grayson, you're nodding your head in all South agreeing with everything. Yes, but it makes me think about like my tiny dachshund. That yeah. So what if what would you do? You're a hunter. <laughs> you're out walking your dachshund, and it gets caught in a trap. Well, I mean, like Aaron kind of said, we don't really know a lot of the information. Like, obviously, I would be upset, but if I'm in an area where either I'm not supposed to be, or like him getting caught in a trap could be a risk, then I feel like that's kind of on me a little bit for not, like, either, either having him on a leash or something like that. So, I don't know. I guess being on a leash could prevent that, but also if she wasn't supposed to be on that property, then kind of a two-for-one of her not doing the right thing, I guess. If, right, if. I mean, it, it's also possible that the trap yeah. wasn't supposed to be there. We don't know the circumstances of the thing, but... I, I I give the lady some credit that she calls for signage and information, you know, and, and uh, that's a traumatic thing for anyone. I mean, you know, that, that she's been through and still seems to be yeah, somewhat level headed about her, her, her uh, yeah. expectations. Crazy, crazy. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Moving from trapping of of animals to um, a crazy, crazy scenario that just happened in Kodiak Island, and um, here's how 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 small a world this is, in that we have a follower of Blood Origins that um, and uh, his name is Johnny. Uh, Eco the third, and he texted us the same article, and he said, "My cousin shot the bear." Awesome. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about a article that you can find in Free Range American that is titled "Man Kills Kodiak Bear Inside Neighbor's House with a 12 Gauge." Aaron, you've killed the black bear. Okay, let's just get it out there. I have not killed the black bear. We all know this. 
everyone knows this. I know. I'm three up on you. Two up on two up on Cody. That's just how we're gonna run it. (laughs) Cody, you've killed the black bear. I have. Yep. Yep. Yes, you have. Grayson, have you? Join the club, Grayson. I have not. Join the club. I think you should both come to Maine, and we'll see who gets the bear. There's no bears in Maine. Grayson, there's no bears in Maine. We're going to go hunt bears somewhere else. 36,000. Mason, that is the only place that, uh, Aaron, were all yours Maine bears? Okay, so all of the bears killed by us as a group were in Maine. There's lots and lots of bears in Maine. So many. Moving on. Aaron, do you want? Would you like to kill a Kodiak, a brown bear, a grizzly? Um, not in this situation. I would not. I like. Sure. So, would that be on the bucket list? Um, further down on the bucket list, yeah. Grayson. I mean, if I had the opportunity to, I would say. Would you actively seek? To go grizzly hunting. Or Kodiak brown bear hunting. Sorry. See, I don't know. I I couldn't be up in a tree. Oh, no, no, no. This, isn't, this, this would not be tree stand hunting. Kodiak brown bear hunting is on the ground, spot and stalk. Call them in with, like, right. prey yelping mm-hmm. to get them into 40 yards, and then you shoot them. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Cody? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's something that I... It, uh, kind of the same. Like, I don't... Uh, I don't sit around and pine, but at the same time, I mean, when... I, it's probably something I'll get done before I die. Yeah, I think we're in the same boat. It's not something I would be like... I'm not actively like, I want to do that, and I'm saving actively for for the next right. five years. Uh, there's several other things I'd prefer to hunt before that. But certainly a very dangerous creature. And as they articulate in this little uh, hamlet of a town, essentially, um, that uh, they they tend to get into people's houses. Um, and so they uh, there was a, there's a little community called Bell Flats, a couple of houses, one store one restaurant the kodiak archipelago has about 3500 brown bears and by the way johnny let us know that that brown bear was 988 pounds oh my god <laughs> and this guy killed it in the kitchen downstairs um it's a crazy story you need to read it um he he went downstairs, the owner of the house, he shot it, he called his buddy, who's who's sort of the, the main part of the article, a guy called Heilman. He grabbed his 870 shotgun with uh, his his cobbit his his copper sabot slugs and headed over there and he saw the bear sitting behind the front door and just was like, Well, I'm just gonna take my shot now and laid into it and killed it. Pretty crazy. I don't think I would reach for a shotgun. What would you? What would you take? That <laughs> exactly. with spick slugs, I, I would take a shotgun. 
the homeowner shot the bear That's five true. times with a forty-five long colt before it got shotgunned. The, the homeowner had a Taurus Judge 45 long colt five shot revolver and he ran out of rounds and that's when the neighbor came in with the 12 gauge. Holy smokes. Yeah, 988 pounds. That's, um... Alright, here's the big question, Cody. Ty Wooden, Texas what? cowboy. <laughs> is Ty... What is Ty Wooden grabbing... <laughs> When a bear is coming in the house. Oh, he's got it. He's got. He's got to be some type of a lever action gun. Lever action thirty thirty. Yeah. Dirty Harry. <laughs> yeah. Grayson, no, what's lever, he? What's he? Action. What's he packing? Winchester Model ninety four, and he's probably backing it up with a peacemaker for forty five long quads. God, I hope Ty's okay with all this. Like we're just. I'm, I'm not making fun of him at all. I think his name is cool as shit. And to be fair, that is the only damn thing I know about the guy, other than I think he did. A, good job in the wife picking game right that's all i know about him so i'm not making funny entire promise i think your name is cool and if you ever decide like just even like a rodeo announcer it's the greatest name ever <laughs> so what what is he packing g Oof. I, probably either a shotgun or like he always has this pistol that he carries, but I I would prefer a shotgun in that situation or whatever is getting that thing out of my house. <laughs> I don't really I'd care. A shotgun too. Slugs? If I had slugs, four slugs, shotgun. Yeah. No doubt. That's what they go after leopards with. I, they don't go, yeah, but no true. slugs. They go with like BBs. There you go. Close combat. Right. What's what, what, you want me to keep a shotgun propped up next to my bed? Like, I, I mean, that's... If you were living in bear country, would you? No, I'd still... Of course you yeah. would. No, I'd have a forty-five. <sighs> You'd be calling for Kroger. Kroger, yeah. come help me. Come bring your shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'd be doing. I'll take I'll take twelve and one in my forty five. <laughs> oh, too funny, too funny. It's a lot of bears. Well, um, since we're out of articles, and this is um, this podcast will be the first podcast of Blood Origins in twenty twenty three. Excellent. New Year's resolutions. Do we believe in them? Nope. Nope. Aaron, nope. Jake, Grayson, no. nope. Cody? No, I, I've never really, like, I don't, I have the type of personality that if I did New Year's resolutions, what it would become is on January 2nd, I would put shit off for 364 days. That's, that's what would happen. <laughs> like, if I think of it on January 2nd, why don't I, or, or May 3rd or November 18th, and I actually want to do it, I do it then. Um, the The whole thing is right. is weird to me. I don't completely understand it. I don't. But you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not making fun of anyone either. If that's your thing and it makes your life better, go for it. But I I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Do you do it, Robbie? No, I don't. I just you know have things that wax and wane, just like everyone. 
and um, obviously this time of the year you, you you tend to wax a little bit more than wane um, but no I think blood origins from you know I'm I'm, I'm laser focused on, on what blood origins wants to produce in 2023 we've got some really really exceptional content coming that is going to elevate our game even further beyond what we are and and really we're going to think about how we deliver that content it's going to go into the film festival space for the first time in 2023 we're going to have some written articles around some of the documentaries that hopefully will be published in in some news press um outdoor you know style magazines um yeah, so I, I'm just excited about the kinds of content and the team that we're building around Blood Origins and the people that we're going to attract and the companies that are going to come on board with us and the projects we're going to do. And yeah, 2022 was a massive year for us and 2023 is going to be even bigger. So mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. It's exciting because we know what's yeah. coming. Like we've seen some of this stuff, so we know what's ahead in the next year. That's, that's yeah. spot on, a hundred percent. But don't you think that New Year's resolutions just came from the fact that because Thanksgiving and Christmas are so close together, and we eat like pigs for like four weeks, and I, I think that's where New Year's resolutions came from. Like holy shit, since the fourth Thursday in November, because then you got. Thanksgiving leftovers carry us all the way to Christmas time eating. And then I, I think that's what it's all about, right? And I, so that being said, I can tell you right now, these pants are way too tight because of the last four and a half, five weeks of my life. So I do have a New Year's resolution to not have to fit better in my pants because not have tight pants anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, they're fairly baggy down the leg, but. Good Lord, if I'm, I'm getting to the point of thinking about popping the button when I was sitting down for a long time, it's getting bad. I ate way too much. It's It's been crazy. That's what I think New Year's resolutions came from. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And also uh, things coming for Blood Origins in 2023. Yep. We'll also be at all of the shows. Um, not all of them, most of them. Um, Dallas Safari Club for sure. Uh, if you're listening to this, Dallas Fire Cup starts on Wednesday. Um, and then we'll be at... Go find Grayson and uh, say hi Grayson's going to be at Houston. Are you coming to Dallas, Grayson? Is that what you said? Didn't you just say Houston? I said Dallas. Oh. They're both it's okay. I, I also get... When I get about the hour mark, I start... I don't listen either, so... I'm just like going through all the shows that you're going to. Yeah, Dallas, we're going to be at, we're going to be at ATA for a day and a little bit. Uh, we're going to be at SHOT Show for a day and a little bit. Um, we're going to be at Houston. We're going to be at SCI. Um, I may be at NWTF. Um, I hear there's something happening there that we may want to be at. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be at them all. Come see us. Come say hello to us. Uh, we'd love to meet you. Um, Love to thank you for your support. Cody, anything else? No, I don't think so. It's been fun. Grayson, final words. Thank you your for having podcast. me on. Your first podcast. Next time, we're <laughs> going to make you say a lot more. Okay? This was your easy entrance. Aaron Merrill? 
All good. All good. It's going to be an exciting year. Exciting year. Thanks, team. Much appreciate you. Um, Absolutely. If you want to support us, uh, oh, give yeah. us a, a shout out on um, the Conservation Club or Supporters Program. Uh, yeah. Or just share the content. If you can't monetarily give and you can't, you can't put your company forward, just share the content. That's all you need to do. Share the content with as many people as you possibly can on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on TikTok. I even went on TikTok. Oh my gosh. I've got, we've got like six videos up. One video went actually pretty good. Went to like 130,000 views. Um, but yeah, share the content. Yep. And thank the people that support us, the businesses. And thank the people that support us. 100%. Bye, folks. Ciao, ciao. Have a good night. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.